0: So this guy became my banker. Every deal that I have is going to go through him. And I almost can buy anything as a cash because I can close in two weeks. They have my business. They know that it's solid. It can pay. And so the why I'm sharing this story is surround yourself with smart people. I am not a smart guy to say I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. But I have partner with the people that can guide me through the Collins, the the uh, the other banker, the realtor that I met, and I was able to convince her that, hey, I'm just starting. And people, like underdogs. they like other dogs. They want to help you become someone. And so they help me get to that next level. So it's safe for me to say today, if I find a property that I want to buy, I can show up as a cash buyer and it will work out.
1: You're listening to REA Radio, the nationally trusted name in real estate investing. We dig deep to discover investors' why in real estate. If you want to skip all the BS and get investors' heads, you're in the right spot. Be one of the thousands to check out RiaRadio.com.
2: So Mutah, just a ton of fun to talk to. Your guys are going to get a lot out of this episode. Um, find out how he has uh, scaled up, how he has handled working in a W two job and growing his real estate portfolio. And uh, he's worked for some big companies, so he's figured figured out the way to handle family life, ambition, uh, starting a side hustle, growing that into something legitimate, and just being a fun you know fun dude to be around.
1: And he's episode 99. Episode 99. Before our infamous episode 100 with Pace Morby. Not the same as episode 100, but equally
2: as important and good,
1: well, I think. Well, I told him. I was, like, I was like, you got Pace Morby at 100, you're going to probably get a lot of extra listens being there at 99. Yeah, they'd be like, let's see who's right behind her. <laughs> yeah. Where
2: is he from, Originated? Uh, Togo. Okay. Unless uh in my notes here, that means to go. Uh, which could also be. I could have been hungry, so get some dinner to go. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm. I hate uh, final answer. Togo. Togo. Good. That, wait, is that a language or a country? Togo is a country in West Africa.
1: Great. Yes. Okay. Please don't leave the rest of that in. Uh, <laughs> and with that, let's get into today's episode with Mutah. Muta. Came on. Mutah. Mutah. Maybe talk. Um. So it sounds like
2: you started kind of with a house hack ended up going right into a nine nine unit uh acquisition with yep. the three triplexes. Yep. What uh what was next after that?
0: So next was like I was just eager to just buy more because the cash flow on the nine plex was great. I feel like you guys that have been in the game for a long time now, I can come in and I can talk to you without, you know. I get introduced to a lot of great people, Ted at that point. You know, Colin already paved the way for me to meet other people. And so, you know. Colin introduced us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Colin introduced us and then I had uh, DVG as my property manager. Austin was speaking highly of uh, Ted. He goes like, hey. Mm -hmm. You know, Ted might help you get more stuff. So, Ted and I started looking at properties and we went to Park. Have put, Yeah, we put an offer in we that put an oh, offer. I can't believe you didn't yes, get that. We didn't get that. What and, was We know. don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was a six-plex. Six yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a six-plex. for suit. Yeah. Pretty one. Yeah, it was nice. Nicely done. And it easily
1: but, could have been an eight-unit. Correct. They had a, it had a f- huge basement that was all set up to have another two apartments down there. Yeah, that would have been bigger than the upstairs apartments.
0: Absolutely, but the, uh, Ted and I ran the numbers, and we couldn't. Back then, we couldn't even make a, a, a fifty dollars off it, and we we, the, we
1: put an offer that was made sense though.
0: The, our offer made sense, but they couldn't take it. We, you even called uh, 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 your partner. What's her name? Uh, uh, Jerry? Jerry. Yeah, and she, Yeah, like, hey, tell us it's something that we're missing here. And Jerry goes, like, I think you guys did what you're supposed to do. And we didn't get it. So that's how Ted and I kind of, like, start talking. And here and there, when we go to the meetups, we just chat. And you, I was introduced. Um, Colin introduced you to me and everybody. And from that, I think my name So okay, there's this guy named Muta. I think he has a couple of properties, and he want to learn more. And I just bought bother- bother bug everybody and so my my strategy was like okay i want to put my name out there i also want to be able to close when i said i'm gonna close so i start connecting with the bankers and uh we have financial strength to be able to because the bank is going to look everything that you bring to the table before they can make the deal with you. And so I saw with a, a local bank here, Access Bank, and they, they finance some of my deals. And I'm looking at small town because I'm buying an old guy. I don't want to resell. I'm not a flipper. I don't know how to fix things. I want to buy something that makes sense. I want to park my money there. I can get a tax benefit. And I also can make some money off my money. So I reached out to this lady in uh, Lincoln area. And I said, hey, I saw you have a Verizon store that you want to sell. Can you tell me more about it? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, yeah. uh, I Come with three apartments above. And uh, the lease is this. I'm like, is it triple net or the?" It- Oh, she like no. It's what, what is triple net? So triple net it's uh where the landlord really doesn't have to fix anything. The tenants and Ted correct me if I'm wrong here because I have not done triple net, but I know a little bit of it, and you can add more. So the ten you pretty much the tenant is in charge of the property, they get the tax benefit as you do, but the day-to-day management—it's not you. If they call about something, they're gonna fix it. Tri- uh, triple X is taxes,
1: insurance, and utilities are covered by the the, 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 the tenant. Yeah, the tenant. Tenant. yeah. Yep. 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 So
2: triple net—the benefit of getting a building with that is, like you said, there's no responsibility really for you to do anything as the property owner. Correct. If the resident or the leaseholder um it has some issues with the building, that's their deal. Correct. Right? Or their their portion of the building or whatever it is, right? Co- correct. And they're on the hook for taxes and insurance or at least a, a, the, yep. their pro rata share of it. Yep. And and a share of maintenance too, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. yes. Um so, but the the trade off is Cash flow is usually not great.
0: It's not great, but at least if you don't want to manage, you don't want to. So it's just a trade-off. It should keep up with inflation Inflation and Uh, all that stuff. And usually it's a five to 10-year lease where they're going to be there for long term. You're going to have an agreement. You can put a 2 or 3% rent increase every year, negotiable, stuff like that. So anyway, I was really into that. I want to get into the triple net market. And the lady, she was super nice. And so I just told her, I said, hey, I'm just starting up. I don't have a lot of properties, but we have a lot of cash that we can invest in and do the things. I'm no scared of working, getting this uh, sweat equity and all that stuff. And she was like, oh, yeah, we can partner with you. Let me connect you with uh, uh, the owner of uh, the the brokerage. And his name is Steve, he calls me, want to know more about me and all that. And during that conversation, I ask them, I say, do you have, and I'm borrowing this sentence from David Green's book, who's your preferred lender that you go with? And they say, oh yeah, Alan, is he owns Generation Banks and is a very nice guy to work with. I can put you in contact with. I'm like,
2: please. That's a great tip. Yes. Yeah.
0: So then they put me in contact with... Uh, the owner, it's a small town bank. The guy you talk to, the president of the bank. There is nobody in between. I got his uh, cell phone number. Call him. I introduce myself. He goes like, uh, "Can you send me your financial statement?" So I'm like, "Absolutely." I got it. I have it already prepared. So
2: you're like, "I have five thousand dollars in my <laughs> bank account." Here you go.
0: <laughs> so I wanna, I wanna talk a little bit about the financial statement. They want to see your assets. They want to see your debt, one ks whatever money you have, how solid you are because the bankers taking a risk with you. They want to know if what kind of risk they're going to be in. So I send them our financial statement, and he goes like, I think we can partner with you. And I'm like, yes, please.
1: <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yes.
0: So I act dumb and ask him, I say, hey, so do you do commercial loans or do you do like conventional? And he goes like, we do both. I said, well, I have a duplex that I want to buy and uh, the seller, it's off-market deal. Is there any way you can help me with that? He goes like, yeah. So what's the interest rate nowadays? He was like, um, I think we can get you three and a quarter. I'm like, what's the chance for us to get three? He goes like, well, we haven't done any deals with you, three and a quarter. Let's do that. And the next deal we'll see. So two weeks I close on this duplex. The sellers are happy. I am happy. The bankers are happy. My mortgage is nine sixty two. And I'm getting twenty four hundred a month. Yeah. So take ten of those. So so <laughs> I, the guy and I, I I told the bank I say, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna open a bank account with you. The rent is just going to go through you guys. So you guys see what's coming. You will take your mortgage out of that. And we just set up that. He was like, deal. Two weeks later, I call him. I say, hey, there's a triplex that I really want to buy. Is there any chance you can partner with me? He goes like, yeah, where's that? Send me the information. Run the numbers. Did my pro forma. Send it to him. He goes like, yeah, we can close in a month. I told the seller I will close in 30 days. We did it. Close in 30 days. So this guy became my banker. Every deal that I have is going to go through him and I almost can buy anything as a cash because I can close in two weeks. They have my business. They know that it's solid. It can pay. And so the why I'm sharing this story is surround yourself with smart people. I am not a smart guy to say I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. But... I have partnered with the people that can guide me through, the Collins, the, the, uh, the other banker, the realtor that I met, and I was able to convince her that, hey, I'm just starting. And people, they're like underdogs. They want to help you become someone. And so they help me get to that next level. So it's safe for me to say today, if I find a property that I want to buy, I can show up as a cash buyer and it will work out.
1: Do you do you think that um coming from another country has helped you with people looking at you as an underdog or or hindered you, or do you think it's helped you? Neither. Neither.
0: Neither in a sense that it's been, it's been a level playing field it's, all the way through. It's, it's 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 been here's the thing. I, I was
2: gonna I, I was actually gonna ask you if you have ever encountered any discrimination when you've been trying to like build your real estate portfolio with uh, you know, Realtors or your sellers or whatever. Just I was just curious. You know, you have a much a different name, an accent.
0: So, oh, and I will tell you this: it's what you believe in, right? Discrimination exists, mm-hmm. no matter For where sure. you go. Yeah. even you from the Midwest, from here, you can be discriminated. I think it's the way you carry yourself. People from Canada probably discriminate against <laughs> me. <laughs> it's it's the way you carry yourself, right? So we have to understand ignorance and discrimination. Okay. What I mean by that, there are people that are ignorant period. And they just assume that because you have a different skin, uh, uh, skin tone, you have a different accent. um, You, you sound funny when you speak, you might not be worthy their time. That's ignorance. Now, there's discrimination where somebody be like, I don't care how much money you have, I'm not going to sell it to you because you're this. So there's that fine line there, you got to work that. Good point. For me, I I have been living in Nebraska for 20 years now. I have encountered a lot of ignorant people. I don't think I can sit here and say I've been discriminated where... I just go home and cry to myself, mm-hmm. you know. That's not you. you know, yeah, that's not me. I, yeah. I, I I, have made friends no matter where I go. So uh, that question doesn't, it's irrelevant, it, it, it's not relevant to me because I'm not gonna lie, there are people that will look at me different because of my first name, my last name, and uh, my accent. But at the end of the day, I have met a lot of professionals they want to deal business with me because I check every box that is supposed to check to buy a, uh, an investment property.
2: I, I just want to point out one thing about you that I've always really liked is you, you, it seems like every time I've ever met you or had a conversation with you, you're smiling and you're happy and like. If I didn't know any better, I would think you had the best life in the world. Like, and I don't know any better, maybe <laughs> I you do, do. but I like do. <laughs> Yeah, like you have such a great attitude. So I I I'm glad that we like touched on the the discrimination part of it because yeah. it is a real thing. And yes. and you know, it's a lot tougher if especially in the Midwest. Yeah. I will not especially, but I would say, you know, we're People here are generally conservative, and, yeah. and it's you know if you look different, sound different, that can be a challenge to overcome. But you have such a positive attitude that I think even if I'm, even if somebody is maybe a little bit, I don't know, maybe they're a little bit prejudiced, but yeah. I, meaning you, how can you be it? Meeting you, like you're, it's impossible to not like you. That would be, be my feedback. Yeah, like I, you're, I, just, I,
0: you're just a good dude. Yes, I try to, you know, because nobody, nobody, get up, okay and say, today, I just want to go make somebody's life miserable. <laughs> the way I look at it. Some of my som- tenants, I would argue. <laughs> what, what, some, <laughs> I might disagree with you Something, <laughs> Something must be going on in their yeah. lives that's triggered them to be that way. It is a matter of talking to people, trying to understand what the behavior is, why they act in this way. If you can put those two things together I think the rest is pretty easy. I'm not perfect. I can tell you that. The people that have worked with me and work for me, they will tell you. I mean, I am no close to be perfect. But I also think that there's a reason why we are here today. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why our paths cross. Good or bad, you got to see the good in every single person. And if you do that, the rest is going to be easy.
2: You know, on the topic of, uh, you know, you don't think people wake up you know, any given day with the intent to go out and make people miserable. But I, I was thinking about this while you were talking, um, you know, there's a, uh, it's probably a meme or something that's, that's gone around in business, you know, yeah. kind of like you have those entrepreneurial memes that you yeah. get fed all the time. Yeah. But it's one where it, it was like, um, uh, I think it was maybe Alex Hermosi or some, maybe Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said, a big difference there. Yeah. They, they <laughs> said, uh, you're, your current situation is a sum of all of your habits over the last five years or 10 years.
0: I couldn't agree more.
2: And and it's, that's a hard, you, you know, and some people may be like, well, well, yeah, but what about, you know, something terrible happened or whatever? Okay. Yes, there's, there's exceptions, but for the, it's pretty hard to argue with that logic Yep. and you think, and you meet people sometimes that are just positive yeah. like you and like Ted and like, you know. Good people that always have a positive attitude or or seem to, of course, they have bad things that happen to them, but it's not it's not what happens to you. It's how you react to it. And also, if you put good habits in place over time, it has that cumulative effect and that exponential effect where your life is going to be so much different and so much better if you're just willing to put in the habits, the development of good habits. And bad habits, it's the, you know, small separation at first. And then over time, like your paths, you know, diverge and like it goes in a completely opposite directions.
0: Yep. So, yeah, it's,
2: I was just thinking about that yep. because, yeah, I, I, I've i dealt lately with some ne- really negative people yep. and they have all these reasons why things are happening to them. Yep. And I'm like... Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're describing something, but it's also because you have a lack of good habits financially in your life. You're not right. putting good habits in place to set you up for success. Correct. All right. So, yeah. and that's a tough. That's that's like putting a mirror in front of somebody right when they just
1: woke up. Yep. Yep. Or a closing time at the bar. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So, what does your portfolio look like today? Like, like, what kind of uh, properties do you have? You know, how many how many tenants are
0: you dealing with? So, um. I have a total of 20, 26 properties, 26 doors.
1: And, and you're self-managing all these now? Yes, sir. So you're self-managing 26 doors. You, you're you working a full-time job. Yep. Uh, and, and not just any job. You're a system consultant for Mutual of Omaha. So you're busy. Yeah. And uh, you also have three children. Yep. And obviously a wife. Like, of
0: course. And married, happily married. How do you
1: balance this how do you balance work managing these properties and then also making time for your for your family
0: so uh, you know because
1: that's that's a habit in its own <laughs> yes it is
0: it is and and uh, speaking of habits and uh, i will recommend highly recommend that everybody grab uh the atomic habit by uh, uh james uh, clear james clear yeah, and one. read that it's a, it's a good book um you know I will say I'm a lucky guy. I have partners with a lot of good people. And I I am lazy. Even <laughs> when you say all this stuff that you think, I am very lazy. What I mean by that is-
1: You can be lazy, but you can also be motivated.
0: I am very motivated guy, but also lazy. So my motivation is this. If I want something, I want it yesterday. It's got to be done. I don't care how hard it's gonna be, I don't care. Don't tell me that, uh, oh, you can't. Actually, as soon as you say that can't word, that's it. You oh, I just, hate
1: it when my kids say, use the word can't.
0: Yes, as soon as you say that, that's it. You got me to do it, mm-hmm. I will do it, right? So it is not hard to manage 100 units, to be honest with you. I'm gonna give you an example. When I work in a grocery store, we work 60 hours a week to get paid by the hours i never complain
1: well you man you're only managing smiles in every aisle so i mean that's that's why you're always so happy
0: true that but also you're in charge of over 500 people you're ted, you're in charge this, this tra- is
2: twice <laughs> now ted has mentioned that and and anybody that's not from here doesn't understand what he's saying there's a supermarket here named Hive that muta used to work at and yeah. their tagline was yes. There's a helpful smile, a smile in every guy. aisle. And yes. they always had the
1: commercials on.
0: So. Correct. correct.
1: They, so they, so they, they taught you how to smile, right? Correct. Properly, yeah. So
0: anyway, uh, 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 so you work 60, 60 to 65, 70 hours sometimes. You don't go home until the work is done, right? But you are happy because of the paycheck. So I am very fortunate to have a job where I only work Monday to Friday, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. What am I going to do with the sixty-five, uh, the 25 hours left? I am used to it. I did that for 15 years. I'm not going to sit and get fat and play video games. I am going to use that time to make money for myself and my family and to have a better life. So what I've learned is those gurus that talk about, oh, look at me, I'm in... I have a Ferrari, I have this and that. Look at the, uh, I'm taking a private uh, plane to go to Spain and vacation. I hope they all can be honest and tell you how they started. They have put in their time to get to that. But the flashing thing to just show you how their life is, it's not true. So for me is if I want a better life, I want to retire and I don't have to ever worry about money. I am young now. I can manage it. I can make it work. And plus, managing 25 tours is not that hard. How hard can that be? The problem is you gotta select the better tenant. If you're not going after the first come, first serve, you will pick the right tenant Mm -hmm. that will take care of your property, which means less calls in the middle of the night, which means, less damage when somebody moves, which means less turnover, which means if you treat them with dignity, respect, they are not gonna leave you.
1: Do do you have a tip for, and I I know I'm kind of jumping out of this, other the original question here with the family, but do you you have a tip that you give to people, uh, or do you have a tip that you could give everybody listening uh, for vetting the potential tenant? that find the best one? Is there's like, I, we've heard people say, well, I interview them at their at their current residence, or I look inside their car to see how dirty it is.
0: That's too much work. <laughs> I, I never interview anybody at their house. I never interview them uh, to go check their car, that's creepy. I'm not gonna do that stuff. We have a system. The system is what? Background checks. Background check. Check somebody's Credit checks. check. Get Get some referral from them. Do I, your due diligence.
2: I, I, I want to interject here real yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of all the, over the years, you know, the any eviction that I've ever dealt with yeah. when I was self-managing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it was always because, not because, but there was always a warning sign that I ignored. Correct. And And it was generally, I ran a background or credit check, and they had... Red flags in their credit and their credit score wasn't great, but there's always a story and I've heard conflicting like I've I get differing opinions on this people be like, well, yeah, but you have to dig into that and find out why their credit blah blah blah. That may be true. But any any time I've ever had to evict someone they've had crappy credit and or or like there's something in there that says, hey, warning, this person has not been financially responsible. They have not paid their bills and there's a reason why their credit score gets dinged. Now, There have been situations where somebody's had a medical bankruptcy or maybe they went through a divorce recently, but they have like a lot of cash and all their money was frozen in the courts or whatever. So they could, you know, they had to get behind on mortgages or whatever. There's that. Yes. But generally, (laughs) bad credit scores equals probably uh, financial trauma that you're going to, you are now going to have in your life if you have them as a tenant.
0: You are absolutely right. So. What I also find out, eventually I'm going to pass on all my properties to a, a, a property manager or create my own and hire and do all that stuff, right? But um, as of at this moment, it is not hard. You know, Owen, I will tell you, communicating with your tenant is how you get paid. I manage, self-manage 26, 25 in the States and one oversee, and they all pay on time. Nice. And you're gonna say, how did you do that? Well, I communicate with them, they know get go. If you don't pay me after the the fifth, I'm gonna charge you 10%. And after the 15, I'm starting the eviction process. I am not your friend, I am your landlord. I My job is to provide you a better place to live. Your job is to pay me so you can still have a better place to live. And if you can't do that, we are not going to be continuing this relationship. From get-go, tell people the expectation. I tell them, if you call 24 hours, we will be there. We will get somebody to fix what you need. If there's an issue, I will be there myself to inspect it. I will contract someone to come and check. We're going to get, I will give you every step of the way what we're doing to solve the problem. And I expect you to pay me on the first. If you don't pay, you will be out. I Also, one more thing I will add, location matter. If you buy a place where everybody want to live, you are not going to have a problem having a tenant. If you buy a place where you just want to have to say that, hey, now I own a property, that's where you're going to end up with like, oh, I'm going to give somebody a chance. They might change their habit. People don't change their habit. Pick the right tenant and you will be safe.
2: Oh, that's a good soundbite right there. No, I, I really like what you just said there about um, setting expectations. And I think that goes a long way. So communication coupled with upfront expectations on both sides yes so you are interviewing or talking to a new prospective resident at one of your properties you say look your job is to this is what i i always say just to kind of add on add some you know more color to this yeah i say if i'm self-managing something i'll be like my job is to provide you a safe clean affordable housing and uh and give you a nice, you know, place to live and to be responsive to any maintenance issues that come up. Your job is to pay rent on time, leave the house in as good or better condition as it was when you moved in, yep. and communicate with me if there are any issues. Don't ignore maintenance requests that can get out of hand. And those are usually like water problems or, you know, something like that that's yep. going to, you know, over time become much, much worse. So, yeah, I think um, you have to set those expectations up front and not be like loosey-goosey about it. But, yeah, you're exactly right. Like, you've got to make it clear that, hey, you're – we're not buddies like I may be friendly but don't mistake that for me being a pushover you are living in an asset of mine and we have a business relationship and that relationship is predicated on you paying me on time for the privilege or the right to live in this property that I'm providing you and my job is to make it make sure it's safe clean and I'm staying on top of repairs yeah I mean that's a, that's the relationship that's right yeah. Right. So I think, yeah, just f- like reframing that and, yeah. and having that clearly like described Stayed. to yep. a tenant, I think that's gonna go a long way yep. to having a successful yep. lease.
0: Yep. So family time, I will tell you, Ted, uh, <laughs> I love big circle back. <laughs> I I love to get my kid involved. Mm-hmm. So my sixteen years old more our uh, residency are, right? So when we go, if there's a little painting to do. Guess what, buddy? You're going to make $50 today. We are painting this together. So we're bonding together. Mm -hmm. We have a family time together. When when I see a property that I would love to buy, my first person that I go to is my wife. Hey, look at this property. Look at what I see. This is the potential that I see. This is my pro forma. What do you think? she will give me an honest opinion and then i will go walk the property with her i want to see her perspective because this is not just me it's for both of us so we bond there too the two youngest one okay buddy we gonna we gonna go to this property today do you know why i'm buying those properties uh to make money well, <clears> or <throat> what else and then they are learning my Kid get educated on investing right now, so we have that family time. We eat dinner together every day. If I'm gonna miss dinner, they will all know that I'm not gonna be home on time. So we also pray together, and we pray for the protection for everything that God and we're blessed with all the stuff that we have and. We talk about all this stuff. There's no secret. They know how many properties we have. They know what we're going to eat. They know the idea, why we invest investing in this, teaching them the taxes, uh, why, the, all the benefits that come for owning. So that's how our family bond together. So I want my kid to understand the real estate at a very young age. It, it
2: really, I think I want to underscore something here in that, Everything that you've described, both with your family and your business and, and your your job and the people that you've met, goes back to good communication. Correct. And if if you have good communication with the people that are in your circle, whether it's your business circle, your friend circle, your family circle, the more communication and open, honest feedback that you can give, the better your life is going to be in yep. every facet. Yes. Right? So yeah. I, I I
1: love that. I mean, you can't really say that enough. Yeah. So communication equals happiness. That's right. I, I find that my son is less wanting to be involved with the properties, but my daughter actually wants to be, like go check him out and see what's going on, and ask. she asks a lot of the questions now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably because she thinks I'm her favorite, and my son thinks my wife's uh, his favorite, <laughs> but that, that might be something to do with it. <laughs> so,
0: so here's what you can try also, and I think this worked for me. I have them pick each property that they want. I wanted them to pick one that is theirs. So when I take my boys, okay, pick one property that is going to be yours. Why is this one yours? Well, I like the shape. I like the inside. It's so cool. It's this and this. Okay. Well, now I'm getting them interested. And then it's a it's a competition between all three of them. Mine is better than yours. Mine brings more money. And then we get to talk about it. So maybe try that. Mm-hmm. Give them that. I mean, it's not theirs yet. Mm-hmm. It will eventually be theirs someday. But- Make them be involved by, say, hey, this one. Pick one that you like.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, and you could almost make it like a uh, a simplified financial scorecard yep. for your property. Yes. Like, here's the income and expenses this month. Who yep. came out better? Why, why do you think that is? And yes. then maybe you can, like, dig in and be like, well, what happened here was we had – an AC unit break yeah. and we had to replace it and that yeah. cost this money. And yeah. then that's why this isn't performing very well. Or yeah. this tenant was not a great tenant. They trashed the place and moved out and we had to spend money on getting it put back together and released and all that. I love that, yes. yes. So you can kind of make yes. it like a simple, like a gamify it yes. right, for your kids. Yes.
0: So they all they all yeah. just kind of like compete. They're like, mine is making more money. They're not getting the money. Yeah. But it's like it's Monopoly, getting, yes, kind it's of. It's getting yeah. them to talk about it. It's yeah. getting them to feel, well, when I go to college, so will this pay for my college? Yeah, it would. You know, so
1: now Carson put claim on this building because he said that he was on the podcast here. So, and the podcast is here. And my podcast is one of the top five best podcasts ever.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did the intro for Ryan Basie's. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Right? Ryan Basie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He loves that one. So,
1: anyway. <laughs> hey, one question we always love to ask Do you have any like weird investment stories that you can share? Uh, anything that you've walked into at a property, uh, something that was not planned? Things that you found at a property or FBI agents having to raid one or anything like that?
0: That I bought or that I didn't buy?
1: Just in, just a property that you that was a cr- crazy story. Something for good radio.
0: Well, let me see. <laughs> I, I bought a fourplex on Park Avenue. And uh, the price was right. Oh, my Lord. When we worked in, there's like... 18th century furnitures furniture that they left there. Uh, the curtains, it's older than all of us three here combined. Um, it looks disgusting. But my wife walked in and she was like, why do you want this place? I'm like, it smells money. <laughs>
1: She's <laughs> you know? like, no, that's old people. And I, said,
0: and I said, no, this smells money. And she was like, are you sure? Well, if you believe in that, well, we will support you to do it. Maybe, uh,
1: maybe there's a crystal ball in
0: there that you there didn't was, look into. There was no crystal ball, <laughs> but I'm, I know what's coming around that area, the development. I know that I can change it. I know that uh, you just need to be clean and do a f- little bit of re- renovation and this thing is going to bring money. It took me about almost like two years but I tell you what, I'll, I'll give you the numbers. I pay one ninety six. Put twenty five thousand down, twenty five percent down. So my loan is one forty seven. We rented, we rent three uh, three unit for six ninety five each. So twenty one hundred almost. And then it has one meter, so we have to do all that stuff. So we decide the people that we rented to. They want good people. They trash the place, and so we put the money into it, fix it. I can tell you that this property today is bringing me five thousand a month. Mm-hmm. So that was my idea of a smells money.
2: Mm-hmm. And it worked. Hey, I want to ask you this. Yeah. So you mentioned when you first bought your uh, very first house hack yeah. property, yeah. you had five grand left after you paid for everything, right? Yeah. yeah. So you, it kind of drained you a little bit. Oh, you eventually bought nine a nine-unit package deal as yeah. your next. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that you did not – you're not a flipper. Right? You don't, you're that's not your business plan, that's not how you operate. You're a buy and hold guy, yeah. So, in that, how are you continuing? Like, how can you continuously grow and add to your portfolio when like you're buying bigger and bigger stuff and you're like, you, you got to run out of money, right? I mean, yeah, yeah you, sure, you make cash flow, but unless you're buying and selling or flipping or brokerage or some other type of cash event like how are you doing this well, or do, does it just th- drug dealing
0: there's one thing that you didn't ask drug me. Dealing. I, I am i am a prince of togo so i came with my own money
1: oh you know okay that. the
0: crown prince yeah togo. the crown prince of togo <laughs> no
1: this is, this, a is, is, is this, it sounds like an eddie murphy moment <laughs> coming <right>. to america <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's it right there whatever you um, like yeah so um no, that's
1: did, a, did you have one of those big hot tub
0: pools? Yes, man. I got what? servants and I mean they <laughs> brush my teeth and oh all that God, stuff, you know. Great, no, man. um no, on a serious notes, um you gotta live like you don't have any money. Okay. So we are very blessed between my wife's jobs and my job. We have a good jobs and they pay us well. That we 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 love where we work and all that stuff. But we don't spend it. We don't have I don't go out. I don't eat out. I have money set aside every month, regardless of how many properties I have. So, Owen, the difference between me and somebody that's just buying and living off living their lives—they're like now I have ten properties. I don't. I don't act like I have ten properties. What I do is, the cash flow is getting bigger and bigger as we go, and that money. Once we pay all the bills and everything was left, that money is get reinvested. So three, four months, we have another. We have a money to buy another property. Six months, we have money to buy another property. So it's become like a, a domino effect. Okay, we are now using the money that is generating from our property. We also kept our lifestyle. And the savings that we have is still the same, and it's go- growing and growing. So, that's- so
2: staying frugal while growing all your balance sheet, and your assets, and your cash flow over time has allowed you to fairly regularly add to your portfolio and start to like multiply it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's certainly a definitely a way to go, and it's like compounding interest with uh, with you know maintaining your your life expenses but adding extra income to it. And then you can like use that as a snowball effect. Yes. Smart.
0: That's that's, that's exactly what we have been doing. And that's what, you
2: know, that's, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say that that's what um, I love about this business we're in, because you can do that and you can self-manage and you can live frugally and you can save up your down payments because you like that, you know that you're you're comfortable with it. And then you have other people that are like, Leverage everything and buy and sell, buy sell, buy, sell, buy more partner, syndicate. Like there's that model and, and that's there's a lot of risk with that. I but. think
0: I think syndication is another way to go. Um partnership is another way to go. But at the end of the day, you gotta find one niche that you really feel comfortable with. And for me, I am not opposed if Owen called me today and say, Hey, we have this deal. We think you have been in the business for a little while. Let's partner together. I will go in. Mm-hmm. Ted called me and said, amen hey, man, we, have, we know each other for a little while now. There's that respect and the trust and all that stuff. I'll go in. The thing that I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go in to buy a flip house, trying to fix everything and then resell it. That's not my strength. I don't know how to do that. But I know how to communicate with people. I know how to save money. I know how to get people to do the job for me. Mm-hmm. I work with the contractors all my life. So when I, when I hire someone to come and do a job on my property, I know what to expect. I know what to expect and all that stuff. So it helped me out. Um I just, I haven't just took anybody's money to buy anything. We have always used our own. We also act like the properties that we have that bring a lot of good cash flow. It's not our money. So, an example is if you get a cash flow of ten grand a month, in the six months you can buy another property with that. In Another six months, you, and as you add the properties, maybe your cash flow will be eleven thousand next uh, next month. As long as you stay frugal, you fix the thing that need to be fixed, and you act professional around your tenants and have them pay on time. It's fine, you know. I I manage a property from. Here, back home. Mm-hmm. And I don't have an issue with it. The people that are rented from me is an organization. They sign a lease for five years with me. Every month, the money comes in. Something breaks down. We have it. It's almost like a triple net type of thing. They fix it. There's some stuff that I have to give them credit with. It works. But I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this. If you put your mind to it, you can do it. It is, I mean... The Owen, the the the, the Brandon, uh, the 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 David the uh, Green, David Green, Green, Green. Green. Yeah. Oh, those guys. If they David Green, his house hack. It wasn't his first house wasn't as glorious as everybody think, but he broke through that. David Green gave us an example where somebody took his money and you know, but it plowed through that now is one of the respected people on the, uh, in investment world. So uh, the way I look at it is what do you want to do for yourself? Yep. And if you can answer that question, the rest is easy. Owen's name has never been brought up in the same sentence. I was,
2: I,
1: brain I was literally ring.
0: thinking that <laughs> while he said that. I, wow. It's, I'm, I'm honored. To oh, be- Owen is a, Owen is a, as a, a very respectable man in, uh, Omaha investor group his name comes out it that uh, never I never hear I mean I'm not saying that because you're here nobody ever say anything bad about you uh, uh, you know nah, just talk to some more people well, well, <laughs> well, what I'm saying about that no, is I'm what I'm saying about that is okay I appreciate that. you are you do business with integrity and honesty so that's what I hear back we're all bad you think I'm smiling? there's some Times I tell people, like, get the F out of my office. And you'll be like, Muto, you never say that. Well, yes, I have. But it, it, in a, in a sense where it makes sense that I have to tell somebody sure. that. So I can see you saying that. But at the end of the day, you, you're you one of those guys in our community where you're respected and you bring some value and your opinion matters and all that stuff. So I respect you. For
2: I Likewise. Thank you for mentioning that. that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Okay, we have a uh, section that we ask every guest, and it's about uh, maybe something that didn't go exactly according to plan. And this is a section that we lovingly call
1: Failing Forward.
2: This week's Failing Forward is brought to you by JM Real Estate Capital.
1: Hi, it's Rob, JM Real Estate Capital. We're the money guys that you need to know for all your real estate investments. Talk to us. We can do what your local bank can't or won't do. We don't have millions. We have trillions with a T to lend. 844-We-Close or go online jmrecapital.com. That's jmrecapital.com. JM Real Estate Capital, smart solutions for the real estate investor. And uh, do you have anything
2: like that? I know it sounds like it's been all aces with every deal that you bought.
1: Uh, all aces, buddy.
0: I don't know about aces. Except, I mean,
1: except the ones that Colin told you to run
0: from. Well, <laughs> well. Um, and to be fair, though, it's not all aces. It's what you make out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Park Avenue property, and, and Austin Kempton can uh, vouch for me here. He did everything he could to make sure that it runs smooth. We got a guy that didn't have a credit that we ran to, thought we know his mom and dad and he's going to be a good kid, and just vanished and left the property with all the junk. The same property, we have a lady that just call and say, hey, I have a problem with my ex-husband. I'm leaving, and that's it. Bye. And that apartment is full of trash. Uh, the bottom one says, hey... You guys are not responding to my texts and all this stuff. I'm gonna stop paying the rent. The same location, the same property, and then you go like, "Is it this a bad sign? Do I need to sell it and just move out and just let somebody deal with that?" No, me So okay.
2: Were all those were all those residents inherited when you bought the building? Did you did they no. come with it? Okay, so these no. were people that were placed. Afterwards. These were people that were okay. placed
0: afterward. But, to be fair to my property manager, he was just trying to say, okay, let me get you some people in so we can pay. You don't have to pay out of your pocket. Now, from what I know now, I would never do that. I'd rather pay out of my pocket until I get the right people in, right? Right. So, so he was trying to do what he can to support uh, someone that'd be like, hey, don't spend your own money. We can get you this and that. So, that's fair to him. But... (laughs) This November, one person moved out. December, another person stopped paying. It's the
1: worst time for people and to move
0: out. January, we can get all of this guy, is abandoned the property, and the fourth unit is guarded. We need to fix everything in it. And then mm-hmm. I just go like banging your head. <laughs> and is this a bad decision ever or not? And so we decide we're gonna fix it. We start with number one, and I'm gonna make this really short. We start this, we thought that that's a really good. Bedroom and we can do Airbnb and short-term rental. We got a tenant that's coming from Tennessee, want to stay there. They love what they saw and blah, blah, 1500 Now, kidding you not, the person that was there, no pain, was paying 695 dollars So Dang. that's almost $800 more. Mm-hmm. So we got that taken care of. At the same time that this person is signing the three-month lease with me, another guy called me and said, I don't know where to stay. I'm coming to Omaha. I don't know anybody. Do you have anything? I'm like, I just rent the last one that I have. Says, well, even if I have to put the mattress on the floor to sleep, I just need a place. I'm like, come on in. We go to uh, apartment number four, we look at it. it. goes like, the floors are done, everything's done. It's way you can get me a TV and then just put a, 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 a water bed Then I'm like, we are not gonna do that. I will get you a bed. Says, I'm gonna go back to Texas. I'll Be back in three days. Is there any way I'm like, yeah, but this is not meant to be for short term? What is your budget? He says, Well, I was just really looking for something for 1200. I say, I'll make this for 1300 and I'll get you a bed and a TV. My problem is solving real quick. That person moved in, so now I have two people paying me 1500 and uh. 1300 that's 2800 that's more than what i have when i have all those guys were there no paying anything and then the third apartment a lady just be like hey i'm selling my house i need something small i'm gonna move in be like 700 so uh, we're just moving in the right direction now we are 3500 okay then the fourth one we fix it said okay what are we gonna do with this I got another person calling me. Hey, we want to stay at your property in uh, Little Italy. I'm like, uh, it's a fool. Said, so, do you have anything? I say, yeah, I got something. When do you need it? In two weeks, we'll be in Omaha. I say, well, if you want to stick with me, well, I'm going to show you a picture as we reopen this, as we go. And this lady had a faith in me, and she trusted me. Man, we made this ugly apartment. We tear everything apart. We fix it make things work, we did the side and outside, everything. Send her a video, she said, how much would you charge me for this? I'm like, well, what is your budget? I always try to ask that. And she was like, well, I was hoping to be below 1500. I said, well, you stuck with me, so I'm gonna give you this for 1250. She says, please. I did a video, send her all that, she loves it, moved in. Now, all for are okay,
1: occupied. Nice, yeah. So, so turn around. Tri- and triple the money.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. It was scary. So I could just be like, okay, this place smells, stinks like my wife said, and uh, the four issues that they left there was just, but we paid a, a company that came and pulled all that stuff, and throw it away, I paid the money, and I said, hey, we're gonna make this things work. So it's working. So the lesson is don't give up. Do not give up.
2: Well, Mutal, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, we're coming up in the last legs here of the Rio Radio podcast.
1: We're almost out of time. Let's get into the OT with Owen and Ted.
2: So we ask the same questions of every guest every week. Uh, the first one is from me. Are you ready for this? I was born ready. Let's do this. Let's so, do it. First question for you is, I got to remind myself. It's, it's what, your question, H, Owen. Shh, shh. What, <laughs> what, what will your first book be titled or about? Just do it. Just do it. I think that's already taken by Nike but... Do it then. Do it then. Okay. So that's kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do it. Do Do it. it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, so what's it about? Just uh, motivation and...
0: I will say motivation. Do not let anybody tell you you cannot do it. I don't know. When I moved here, I probably knew a couple of words, English word. French is my first language. I'm still here. I own few properties and I am no guru but this is just the beginning and we're going to keep going.
1: Right on. Love it, man. Okay, so if you could interview anyone in the world today, who would it be and what would you ask
0: them? I would say Brandon uh, Turner. Brandon Turner. Yes. Okay. and I never had he may be watching this, and I hope he does. The guy is smart. He he inspired me every single day when I look. I mean, I watch the their podcast that, and uh, it's just downright there to help everybody to invest. And his content is so juicy <laughs> that if I have the opportunity to spend spend the time with him, I will annoy him with. Billion questions.
1: <laughs> Did you ever listen to our podcast with him? I think it was episode sixty. No, I need to go watch that.
0: You didn't tell me I could not be here. And you're like, hey, mm-hmm. number one fan, mm-hmm. I'm here. We know?
1: we actually uh, stayed. Uh, we went to his Airbnb. Okay. Uh, Megan Ahern got it set up for us in San Diego. Yeah. Oh wow. And so we went to B P Con. Yeah. And uh, and then we got to sit in a room with him doing do an interview. Man. And one of the funnest and best interviews that we've ever done. He, but he really took control of it. Oh uh, yeah, he's good. It, smart. He, knows, he knows what he's doing. Yes. And to this date, it's our number one rated podcast that we've ever done. Yeah.
0: He's very smart. Yeah. And you know, he means well and you know, you it, yeah. Yeah. That would be the guy I would like to talk I'll, to. I'll share the episode with you. All
2: right. Well, let's talk about the end of times. So we're at your funeral. Um, you can't pick Brandon Turner to deliver your eulogy. But he, so but who, he could, but he could. Who would you pick? and what do you hope they would say about you?
0: (laughs) I will say my wife. I will probably say my wife or my children, and I hope that I have been a good husband, good father, and uh, I will hope that my legacy doesn't die just with my family and I can touch other lives and uh, help other, other people see the light. And believe in themselves. Nice, love been, it. I I've, I've
1: been kind of thinking about this a lot lately. This this exact question. I don't know why it's been on my mind, and I think I've said something about my kids or something to pass, you know. But I really kind of just r- really thought this out, and I really would want my just my couple of my best friends to do it cuz I think they would add some some light you know fine I'll, it do light. It. I'll do it and, you know and just you know I, w- I would like to have like some close friends up there make it real fun and light and then hopefully throw some good things out there or maybe some really good stories that will make people laugh
2: I that's what I want I want hilarious stories told <laughs> of uh it, you know people how people knew me what you know funny stuff that we did along the way I just think that would be that'd be a lot of fun yeah yeah,
1: yeah. okay so based on this I might know the answer but in your life Who's been the, the biggest mentor uh, on you and how they influenced your personal life and also your business life? And it could be one or two people.
0: So I will say my mother. My mother is no longer with us. I will say she is the person that helped me understand money, how money works before I moved to here. Now in the state, there's a lot of other people. But uh, yeah, Colin has been really good. Mentor, I know it's busy and uh, we don't get to talk uh, more often, but it has made itself available. Uh, when I text, I get a text back, and
1: uh, <laughs> I win space every time you say that. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> I don't Owen. get text back. And,
0: and when when we used to go to the meetings, it would make a time to chat. What's going on? What what have you bought this time? What what? what? For someone to take interest in your life and just guide you through um, the steps, I really appreciate that
2: well i like I like what you said earlier about that in in that the a lot of times the best mentors in your life aren't the ones that give you tactical like here's what you need to do it's they ask you questions that make you come to the realization on your own correct. And that's a big difference than just handing someone, An you know, it's like yeah. teaching someone to fish versus handing them a fish to yep. eat, you know, right. it, it's so, yeah, I think people like that can yeah. have a huge impact on, Other on just about life. anybody. Yep. yep. So, um, well, muta last question for you. Well, you got, wait, you got to ask Denless's question since Denless isn't here on behalf of Denless. On behalf of Denless Bertrand, everyone would like to know what did little Muta want to be when he was going to grow up and be a big Muta in the. <laughs> Great state of Nebraska.
0: Uh, when I was a little guy, <laughs> in, I, in little Togo though, I wanna be. I, I wanted to be a lawyer. I really wanted to be a lawyer, and, and you were almost there. Almost there. <laughs> hey, there's
2: chapter two could be coming up for you, <laughs> right? Mutah number two, Esquire.
1: Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> but uh, um, I, I like the way the life. I mean, life has the things that sometimes you think you know, but things change based on the location, the people that, uh, the priorities and all that stuff. I do know I'm a lawyer. I, I, I was very interested in learning laws and all that stuff. And I can still do that without being a lawyer. So mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. So last one officially, what are you looking for in your business or life right now that somebody catching this episode? might be able to help put you in touch with that thing or that person or what you know the the stuff that you're looking for.
0: I want to scale. Scale? Okay. I want to partner with people. Um
2: what's a good partner look like to you?
0: A good partner is someone And I don't that,
2: mean receding hairline and <laughs> that ki- that type of thing. A, a
0: good partner would probably be someone that um, has connections, deals, I got this deal flows coming this. I don't have a time for this. This is not for me, but do you want to, I can partner with you and take that. I would love that. Okay. I would love to, uh, mentor other people that are scared to jump in. Uh, I would love to, um, be more involved than I have been, um, Tired. I was giving uh, him hard time. Actually, we have talked so many times. When are you gonna? You always give me a hard time. Every uh, single time I see you, because I love (laughs) you, brother. Uh, It's it's just I want to be more involved, like uh, coming to these meetups. Um, Tuesday's doesn't work well for me, but I can manage that. I need to really join the RIA and be involved. You got to come
1: to the next RIA. This will already probably already air by then, but. September 5th, we are having our 100-year, 100-year, wow. 100th episode, two-year uh, celebration of this podcast. Okay, yeah. And I, I, right now, as of today, I think we have 27 confirmations of past people who have been on the podcast showing up. That's awesome. And uh, our goal is to have 40, and we're going to do a little soiree. Okay, yeah. So, That's French, yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. And, uh, Does that mean party? It's an evening. Evening. That's what that means. That Soiree
1: means evening. Yes. Huh. Okay. So I didn't if, know that if yeah. you do make it and you yeah. confirm with me by Wednesday, yeah. um, you will do a quick little five-minute uh, interview with you, sure. uh, ask you a couple questions. Then you're going to get a custom shirt oh. that has ninety-nine on the back for episode ninety-nine. Oh wow! Hey, I so, want a shirt. I want a free shirt.
0: So yeah, I'll be there.
2: <laughs> well, and one thing we're going to ask. Yeah. Uh, the guests that show up, the previous guests on our podcast, we're going to ask them what's happened between the time that we had them on and now. Then and now. So. And yours might not. <laughs> so you better get on
1: it, man. I, I need to buy you got something. You like two weeks. I need to buy something before that. Go out and make some shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we got to have
2: a good story out okay, of you, man.
0: Okay. Yeah, we can make that
1: happen. Yeah. I <laughs> so, make for fun stuff. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to us for the first time or the 99th time, we appreciate you. Please leave us a review in whatever format that you're listening to us on, especially if you are on Apple. Give us a like, subscribe, written review. That means a lot to us. Um. somebody asked me uh, the other day i was at the restaurant and like hey will you give us a google review we're really trying to focus on that today i go yes if you give me a review on our podcast and like and subscribe <laughs> and they said deal <laughs> okay. yeah Nuh-uh. yeah and the guy i i had a happy hour with last night he's like he's like just so you know um i, I i've left you two reviews and the initial mc on the end i'm like hey, we just read that one the other day <laughs> So I want to uh, do a one shout-out to a review that we got, and the title is Amazing Information. Real Estate One gave us a five-star review on Apple, so thank you. It says that the information here is amazing and very entertaining. Owen and Ted and Dennis do a great job. So thank you to Real Estate One for your review on that. Uh, but, Muta, this is long overdue, uh, and uh, I just love your spirit. Uh, you're always extremely positive when you're out. Um, people like being around you just because of uh, your glowing personality that you have. Uh, So there's no reason – I mean, I I totally understand why everybody wants to help you out and and be a mentor to you because because how you give back to those people. Um, So um, I just appreciate you and I look forward (laughs) – to see any more of the meetups. Maybe hopefully the the regular meetup that happens in the town has been canceled for the last three, four months. Maybe they'll come back. Soon. I yeah. think
2: September's it's coming back. It okay. is yeah. Okay. So
1: Resurrection.
0: That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah oh, I
2: love you.
1: that. <laughs> but
2: with that, Owen Dashner, will you see us out? On behalf of RIA Radio, the absent Dennis Bertron, and Ted Kosh? I'm Owen Dashner. You've been listening to Talk, Gimme Two. The crown prince of Togo. <laughs> Got to give you some props, brother. <laughs> Kavon, signing off. Well, Sign I appreciate that.
0: Out. Thank you, guys. It was good. Thank you.
2: Denlis likes the African
1: drums. That's his jam. So he's yeah. He he uh, him and his wife do the African dance and drum. Uh, uh, Did you know events? that? Who Denlis, our producer.
0: No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So here's a funny thing. Um, when I was at uh, Bellevue University, my advisor, she was like, "My kid is in this drumming thing, and blah blah blah." So you know what I did? I bought him handmade from Togo and transport that to here. No way, the that's next cool. Day I went to school and I give she like she was like like a minute like. Like, she couldn't believe that I took it serious. And I'm like, hey, you've been so nice and helping us. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, cool. Yeah. We, you know, well, Denlis brought one of the guys. Yeah, in, I was just going to say that. He brought one of the guys back from Trinidad. Okay. And and he brought all the drum tops. And he, he was making them. And yeah, they, they rented out one of my Airbnbs yeah. for uh, like three weeks. And he, his, he came here just to make drums. Yeah, he
2: made. He was making them by hand. Yeah. It was cool as shit. Yeah. Like he showed us kind of yeah. his whole setup, and yeah, that oh, was neat.
1: Wood. They made yeah, the wood slots, and yeah. Then, yeah. So my yeah.
0: wife is from here, right? The first time we went there, at the airport, they have this thing where people will, like as soon as, like, if I take both of you there, they'll be like, "What's their name?" and they will play this thing and say your name and welcome, and the. It's very cool. And she was like, "Did you?" Plan this I'm like
1: no no it's just like New York I'm sure they do the same thing <laughs> yes. like, yeah. I, used to, I used to live in a I used to live in a house with a whole bunch of hippies
0: uh-huh.
1: and uh, and, they, <laughs> and they and they uh,
2: you know when he starts telling stories <laughs> it's just like you think
1: he's full of shit, but he's really not
2: like he, they, he has literally endless stories that start like this.
1: and they they were they had a band called Polydipsia and uh, there's a local band and these guys uh, and he's an artist and they' they're, they're super successful but yeah they're totally hippie. And they, they would play the bongos and drums every night. And every night they had a different instrument that I've never seen in my life that they were bringing. Like one had this big horn that was like, like I don't even know, like 12 feet long. Uh-huh. And Oh, what do they call those It was it, like, l- wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah. What do they call those? Do you know?
0: I, I, gosh, I can't think it, of the name I mean, of it. It was – Denless it, it,
1: will edit this in. Yeah. But I mean, gosh, it was uh you know, it was definitely I mean, they're hippies, so you can imagine what was going on here. Yeah. And and it, it it was just like it was bongos and crazy instruments and they always gave me like a tambourine or something to shake. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, and uh, these are, a couple of the guys were like old high school buddies of mine yeah. and uh or even elementary school buddies of mine, and I just yeah. lived with them for like a year. Yeah. But that was a great year.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> have you guys ever seen the movie The Usual Suspects? I you ever say. seen that? I, I yeah. So yeah. Kevin Spacey, yes. uh, Stephen Baldwin, uh, Gabriel Byrne—it yes. was a classic Sick. movie. Yes. Like yes. one of Kevin Spacey's before he went off the rails. One of his best like ever performances. He
1: just—he right? just got, he just got uh,
2: off on all those charges. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah, in
0: in London, everything. What? Everything. He got exonerated. Yes, on? Oh, really?
1: Yeah, like it was—it was, like was all—it was all made up.
2: Well, anyway, in that movie, it's not
1: about ruining his career, huh? Yeah, God.
2: So. Uh, Kaiser Sose was the name of the uh, fictional or he wasn't fictional, but people thought he was. Yeah. But so, and, and Kevin Spacey acted like he was basically like, you know, kind of a dumb, you know, like he had some, he was on the autism spectrum. It looked like, yeah and he had this limp that was totally fake. (laughs) And he's sitting there with a detective and the detectives like, you know, what do you know? And he's like screaming at him. But the whole time he's interviewing with this guy, He's looking around the room and he's making up stories based on things that he sees. So he'll be like uh I remember one time I was uh you know drinking coffee and blah 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 and then the
0: coffee. Yeah coffee. and then he made up you know
2: he's like uh yeah and he made up these elaborate stories like uh there was a we had a you know they had an attorney and his name was Kobayashi. And then he's telling this whole thing. And you see it in the movie, right? That's, mm-hmm. They're playing yeah. out the story. Yeah. And then at the very end, he's, the detective is, is uh, drinking his coffee. And you see on the bottom of the coffee cup, it says Kobayashi. Yeah. That's like- Ted. Ted is Kaiser Sose. <laughs> he just makes up stories every week just based off of what we're talking about. I think That's you awesome. are. I don't make them up. You yet. are Ted Kaiser Sose. <laughs> Kosh.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I love that show. Yeah. The other show I'm really into right now is Suits. Yes. Oh, that's so and, good. And I'm, I'm now in. I, I think I'm now into season three. of it. I love suits. I've only seen probably three
2: seasons because there's a lot, bunch. Yeah. But that was before Meghan Markle got uh, hooked up with. Uh, yeah. Prince.
1: I'm, I watch it with my wife. I go. I go. Look, we can see, uh, There's a naked princess here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you would. You would say that. Oh man. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of other people thinking it. I just yeah. said it.
2: Well, we hope you've enjoyed the intermission here. Um, <laughs>